Um, so yes, here for those who are joining us from abroad, um, things here in Korea, to be honest, they have been uh, slowing down a whole lot over the last two weeks. Uh, so I'm going to walk us through just a few charts. Uh, so this is a current state of things in Korea. Uh, the numbers of confirmed cases, of, of cumulative com- confirmed cases up until now, uh, we are clocking in, as of this morning, we clocked in at 9,478 uh, with um, a total of 144 deaths. Um, and within the last 24 hours, uh, we had you know 146 new cases added uh, and five new deaths. And so this was uh, the state of things here in Korea as of this morning. Um, we're seeing how uh, many nations are looking to Korea as an example of what it looks like to flatten the curve. And so uh, for us, we are very fortunate. Um, and this was really God's mercy uh, on this nation um, and perhaps even an answer to prayer, um, how we've been seeing things flatten out and calm down over the last couple of weeks. Um, so um, maybe one more chart for us to look at uh, for Korea. We see, um, uh, you know, the, the orange looking, uh, you know, uh, graph part, um, that is, uh, new cases. Um, and then the green part, uh, it is the new recoveries. And so that is the state of things. We are having more recoveries than we are having new cases. And so this is amazing to see within the span of five weeks, almost six weeks of us being on high alert on everybody doing their part, uh, on so many people making large sacrifices uh, for us to see these kind of numbers. And especially, uh, out in, uh, the healthcare department, uh, um, our, our medical practitioners, uh, people who are doing testing around the clock, people who are treating patients. Uh, this is only possible because uh, an entire nation uh, really responded to the call, you know, that this is urgent and we need to do something about it before we see numbers going up. And so we're very fortunate. Um, so you might have seen it this past week. We've seen um, how businesses are slowly starting back up. And we're seeing, okay, people starting to socialize once again, although we shouldn't. Uh, but we are seeing that more and more these last few days, especially as the weather is getting nicer. Um, and so for those of you guys who are joining us from abroad, this is in stark um, this is a very stark difference to what many nations right now are currently going through. Um, where we are at in Korea, um, is probably something that many nations will project seeing in, in a month or two. Uh, and yet, uh, fortunately, this is where we're at today. Um, this is what we're seeing in the nations right now, though. And so this other chart that we see, this is a chart of newly infected versus newly recovered in Italy, which is one of the countries that has been hardest hit up until the last few days, uh, even more so than China. And you see the chart being completely different, uh, completely different. The number of new cases continues to uh, exponentially increase, uh, while the recoveries, you know, there's a modest increase in that, uh, because in many ways, uh, the healthcare system has maxed out for, for weeks now. Um, and so we see places like Italy, um, and they surpassed China in number of cases yesterday as well. 
Um, this, these are the numbers that we saw um, this morning, the current state of things in the world as of three hours ago. You know, Korea, at one point, it was the second in the world right under China. And now we're seeing it's bumped all the way down to 11th in the world as these other nations are seeing a huge surge uh, of total number of cases, regardless of what their healthcare system capacity is. And so these are very sobering numbers that I want us to take into account. Um, these are numbers that often get overwhelming for us to look at. Um, and if we don't, um, if we're not careful, we begin to see these things as just numbers. Like after a certain point, you just start seeing it as numbers. There are no longer lives. There are no longer businesses that are shut. These are no longer families that are affected. It just starts becoming a number. Um, so this is the current state of things. Very, a very different sentiment and a different state of things in the world compared to uh, what we're presently and personally experiencing here in Korea. Um, a few pictures that I wanted to walk us through. Um, this is one of the many pictures that was released by the press in Italy. These are scenes from Italy that has had the highest death toll in the whole world. Uh, the first reported case was exactly a month ago, you know, in February 29th, and they have had over 92,000 cases, uh, but at the same time, more than 10,000 deaths. And that is, if you do the math, that is almost... 11% mortality rate from confirmed cases. That means that out of every 10 people that get tested positive for this, one person, if not more, will die. Um, and these are just haunting pictures that we've seen over the last couple of weeks coming, coming out of Bergamo in Italy, where the number of dead are surpassing even uh, uh, crematoriums, um, capacity to process people. And so we see uh, military trucks actually rolling into the city um, in order to carry away their dead. And it is something that we never would have imagined happening. And so I'm hoping that as I'm showing these pictures, uh, my intent, you know, isn't to put a, to dampen the mood. Um, and it isn't to, um, you know, make our hearts heavy. Um, but my aim really is for us to remain connected with what is, what is happening all over the world. Um, we have the luxury of experiencing a respite from increasing numbers, uh, from increasing death numbers. And um, we are fortunate, but unfortunately that's not the case for many places in the world right now. And so... I want us, you know, as people who are fortunate enough to now be able to take a deep breath and be able to um, enjoy this weather and start thinking about what would it look like to go back to normal. Um, at the same time, we're seeing nations all over the world now just starting to grapple with the magnitude of this. Um, and it's not just Italy. A couple of days ago, um, we see the U.S. that uh, surpass the numbers that China has had for the last few months. Um, and we're seeing scenes even in New York uh, where we see thousands lining up for testing. Um, 
and the U.S. right now is currently the number one of confirmed cases in the world. Um, we're seeing an entire nation waking up to the fact that uh, things are not going to be normal for a long time. And uh, the urgency of the moment and the need for action, um, it is urgent and it is uh, very necessary. And so our, our prayers are with you, especially if, you know, those who are tuning in from the States. Um, I know that things are very high alert and the initial, um, the initial reaction usually is either, you know, denial or disbelief. And then as the facts slowly start setting in and as the numbers start going up, um, the, the initial anxiety and panic and fear that many experience, it is real and it is very human. And so we're praying for you that throughout this time, it would really be a time where, um, where we see our faith and we see our trust in God uh, increasing like never before. Um, I want to share just one more picture. This is something that uh, um, was shared on social media. And this is uh, a man, um, you know, standing outside an ER in New Jersey. And um, because of the contagion uh, rate, um, even loved ones are not able to go into the emergency rooms and the hospitals uh, out of safety. And so we see this man uh, thinking... Um, thanking the hospital staff for saving the life of his wife. And so we're going to see these things uh, happen more and more. Um, before I get to what I, I actually want to say, um, I have a, just a couple of disclaimers for today. Um, number one, it is that your receptivity to today's message may be highly contextual. And what, what I mean by that is where you are currently in, in your state of mind, in your, in your, state, your emotional state, um, and even the, the current circumstances in your surroundings, in your immediate surrounding, whatever country and nation it is that you are uh, tuning in from, that will, uh, that will increase or decrease your receptivity to today's message. Because when you are in immediate danger, you seldom have the headspace to think beyond, you know, the fight or flight or freeze initial response uh, because of the impending danger and the immediate action points that need to be taken. Uh, but when you are a few weeks removed, as we are here in Korea, the case is very different. And so this might hit home to some people and it might be too soon for some people to receive. And so, you know, take today uh, with a grain of salt and take it to your prayer closets and take as long as you need to process it as well. Um, and second disclaimer for today, uh, you know, as I've been preparing for today's message this past week, um, it's been honestly very difficult. Um, I was sharing even with, with the people here that are running today's service. I was sharing that this past week has been emotionally almost very bipolar in some ways where what the numbers that I'm seeing, um, starting to come out through news outlets and um, the numbers that we're seeing in all these different nations, it's such a, a stark difference from what we are currently experiencing here in Korea where things are calming down, where we are being able to, um, you know, put our guards down um, and we are able to start even imagining what life would look like beyond coronavirus. Um, and so I've been 
it's been a very difficult week emotionally to be able to process what it looks like when things are calming down here and things are just starting to ramp up everywhere else in the world. Um, and so I've been in tension this whole week, uh, really deeply grieving what's happening in all these different nations. Um, and the comfort that we are currently experiencing here in Korea I'm hoping that that it doesn't numb us to the actual pain and the magnitude of the crisis that we're seeing in all these different nations. Um, So as I've been preparing for today's message, I honestly didn't know what what I should be preaching on. Um, And if that's how you've been feeling this past week, you don't know how to feel about things, you don't know how to process these things, then you're in good company. Um, there There should be this you know, juxtaposition, like this, this disconnect between what is happening here in Korea right now and what's happening in the world. And so, um, today's message, perhaps it's not as well prepared and as rationally constructed or, um, as exegetically comprehensive as I would normally like. Uh, But as I've been preparing for today, the only thing that I've been feeling the Holy Spirit speak to me for today, um, he just gave me a passage. And then he's been asking me just to speak from my heart. And so um, it might take a bit of, you know, patience and understanding from everyone who's tuning in. But that's what I'm going to do today. I want to challenge us today with this question. And this is a question. Is back to normal, going back to normal, is that what we really want? Is that what we're after? Is that what would make us happy? You know, this is a question that perhaps has been um, encouraging us for the last few weeks. You know, I would hear in conversations, man, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. Man, I can't wait to be able to congregate again. I can't wait to just go out and eat and not have to think about social distancing. Um, I can't wait for my job to restart back again. Or I can't wait for our meetings to be in person. And there's this desire to see things going back to normal. Um, but my question for us today, is that what we really want? Is, is that going to be sufficient? Is that what God is calling us at this, uh, calling us to long for and pray for at this hour? Or is there something more that God is challenging us with? For the last few weeks, um, as we've been working through this and as we've been processing all these um, things that are very difficult to process for anybody, but as we've been doing it with this community, um, I've been thinking with all the time that you know I've, I've had at home, I've been thinking about so many different things. And uh, despite the actual pain and the suffering and the discomfort of this season, I've been seeing more and more how God has been working behind the scenes through all of this to draw us closer to him. And one of the things, you know, there's three different things that I just wanted to highlight for today um, about maybe the invitation and the opportunity that God is giving us as a body of Christ is um, the first thing I would say is that God is revealing our need for repentance. I don't think we should be too quick to just move on to the next thing. We shouldn't be too quick to be like, oh, that was crazy. And I hope we never have to go through that again. And now where were we? Let's just go back to the way things were. But we are being given a unique opportunity uh, for God to reveal our need for repentance. 
I want to share um, a poem that was uh, written by somebody by the name of Sarah Burns. Um, and this was written about a week ago. And she's, you know, somebody who just, you know, um, shared it on social media. And it was um, shared with me by a different pastor this past week. And it's a bit long, but I want us to actually go through it slowly and take it in. This is how it goes. We've all been exposed, not necessarily to the virus, but maybe who even knows. We've all been exposed by the virus. Corona is exposing us, exposing our weak sides, exposing our dark sides, exposing what normally lays far beneath the surface of our souls, hidden by the invisible mask we wear, and now exposed by the paper mask we can't hide far enough behind. Corona is exposing our addiction to comfort, our obsession with control, our compulsion to hoard, our protection of self. Corona is peeling back our layers, tearing down our walls, revealing our illusions, leveling our best laid plans. Corona is exposing the gods we worship, our health, our hurry, our sense of security, our favorite lies, our secret lusts, our misplaced trust. Corona is calling everything into question. What is a church without a building? What is my worth without an income? How do we plan without certainty? How do we love despite risk? Corona is exposing me, my mindless numbing, my endless scrolling, my careless words, our fragile nerves. We've all been exposed, our junk laid bare, our fears made known, the band-aid torn, the masquerade done. So what now? What's left? Clean hands, clear eyes, tender hearts, and what corona reveals, God can heal. Come, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. This is hard for us to take in and hard for us to admit that we need to repent. And perhaps this is one of those precious opportunities in life that God is giving us for us to repent, for us to take a long, hard look at our lives take a long, hard look at our spiritual walk, our idols, our crutches, and he's revealing where our safety and where our comfort lies, what our priorities are. And it would be such a shame if we go through this entire thing and come out of it on the other side, unchanged, our lives unexamined. And so... This is my encouragement for us today. Perhaps this is an opportunity that God is giving us, God is giving me, to take inventory of the places that I've looked to for comfort, the places that become my crutches over time. And he's calling me to repent of those things, to lay those things down, and to make him first once again to be discontent with the state of things and for 
me to turn back to him once again. That's what repentance is. That's all it is. It's turning back to the Lord. And perhaps some of us who are tuning in, perhaps we've experienced you know, a dry season in our lives, or perhaps we've walked away from our faith. Perhaps the last four weeks, instead of it becoming a place for us to draw closer to God, it's become a place for us to bury ourselves in other addictions. And the last four weeks, it's, it's been exposing the different places that we run to for comfort when we are given a choice. And so my encouragement for us is, if that's how you feel, if you look back on the last four weeks, last five weeks, and you realize, man, how did I spend my time? And what was what gave me comfort at the end of the day? Where did I run to as a reaction intuitively? And you begin to take inventory of the last four or five weeks. Perhaps God in his mercy will reveal different areas that need to be submitted to him again. And so that's not set out of condemnation. That's not saying like, hey, I have it all together and y'all better, you know, get it together. This is all of us and we're all being given an opportunity to see things for what they are um, and to begin to ask for God to intervene second thing that I wanted to highlight for today is our need for dependence. And that's what God perhaps is highlighting right now. The magnitude of this thing, you know, no matter how good our healthcare system is, no matter what measures the government takes at best, at best, what they can do is minimize the effect. That's all we can do at the end of the day. And we globally are waking up to the realization that we are not in control. That no matter how much resources we have, no matter how many things are at our disposal, no matter how many researchers and no matter how many articles, no matter how many preventive measures we take, at the end of the day, at best, it's just going to curb the number. But this is completely out of our control. And it reveals once again that we need God. There's no turning away from it right now. Perhaps in previous seasons, we could live under the lie that, you know, I'm in control of my life. You know, my, my bank account is, is in charge of, you know, how I feel on a given day and what worth I give myself. And previous seasons, perhaps, they give us um, that luxury Um, But this is one of those few opportunities, God-given opportunities for us to see and be reminded once again that every breath that we have is just given by the Lord. Every breath we have. Our job security, the state of our nations, the state of our hearts, All of it is just a gift from the Lord. 
And it's so necessary for us to be reminded of this. That we need God. That he needs to intervene. He needs to show mercy. That he needs to remind us that we cannot do things without him. And that is perhaps a gift that we're being given in this season. And lastly, we see more than ever before our need to respond. Not to cope, not to react, but to respond. What does this hour require of us as believers? What is the calling that is over us? We need to respond. And I know it's, it's a tall order for, for people who have just gone through crisis management. It's a tall order for people who are just craving, man, I just want things to go back to normal. But my challenge for us today, and this includes myself, is that what if God is asking us at this hour for a response? Not just to cope, not just to make it through, but to respond. We, we can't mistake what we're going through here in Korea as a permanent victory. And I'm not just saying this in spiritual terms, but this is what healthcare experts and officials are telling us as well. This is, this is a lull, this is a break, this is an opportunity to catch our breath, but we're far from done with this. And while there's still not a vaccine, while there's still not effective treatment, and while other nations are experiencing surges that will threaten to cross, you know, uh, cross-infect, other nations, and as we're already seeing in Singapore and Hong Kong and, and even in China where we're seeing, yes, like, you know, things were contained in the initial state stage, but as people returning back and as borders are opening back up, um, there's a threat for reinfection uh, and new numbers to surge. The same thing goes for Korea. Just because we're seeing low numbers, it doesn't mean we're, we're over this. And I hate to be the person to say that because um, I wish it weren't true. But I have been concerned by unfounded optimism where, where it's this idea that, you know, maybe another week and we're done with this for good. That's not going to be the case. And that's not what uh, healthcare officials and experts will say regarding this. As long as it's still out there, as, as long as there's still cases that need to be contained and again, this is something that is invisible and it takes up to 14 days to show anything. Um, we're still not in the clear. And so perhaps I want to reframe this time that we're being given here in Korea, not as a time where we are called to like, breathe a sigh of relief and think that... That was it for us, and we did great and pat ourselves on the back. But what if this time that we're being given right now is a chance for us to catch our breath, to regroup, to begin to pray, and to prepare you know, for what's up ahead? 
Again, I, I don't like being that pers- the person who says that, but all facts and all studies point us in that direction. And so for us, my challenge, it is, what if this is the time for us to begin to pray? For us to not distance ourselves from what is happening in the world. For us to not numb our hearts to the numbers that are, we're seeing coming out of the U.S., out of Italy, out of Iran, out of Spain and Germany and all these different nations that for the next few weeks are going to need prayer. They're going to need prayer. And I've been feeling burning on my heart. The last week, I've been feeling burning on my heart. God's saying, who's going to stand in the gap? Does it need to be your nation? Does it need to be your neighbor? But who's going to begin to stand in the gap? Who's going to begin to pray? Who's going to believe that God is able to move? Who's going to cry out for mercy? And you feel it, perhaps that's us. Perhaps it's the reason why we've been preserved through everything that we've been through in the last few years. Perhaps that's the reason why God stripped us of our idols and our self-importance and our reputation and our numbers. Perhaps it's the reason why God has been charging us to go back to the prayer closet and go back to the word. Perhaps it's the reason why we've been spared and we've been, we've been shown mercy in the last season. And it isn't for us to just make it through a blip and then go back to normal and be content with that and go back to comfort. But perhaps it is a call for us to begin to pray again and to allow ourselves to feel the pain and feel the tension and work through that, but begin to cry out to the Lord once again. And so this is my invitation for us. It's going to have to start at a personal level. It's going to have to start at an individual level. Well, we're the first, the first thing that we do need to know is to take a long, hard look at our lives right now. We can't hide behind corporate faith. We can't hide behind numbers. We can't hide behind programs. Take a long, hard look at your own personal walk with the Lord. Your, your prayer life, your thought life. And begin to ask the Lord for intervention and for for God to move once again in your personal life. And then the second thing will be, all right, so what do we do from there? And my initial response, as it always is, is we need to pray. It's hard for us to meet together in a building in one room right now for us to pray. But we've been doing it as best as we can on, online. Um, and even that is not going to cut it. It's going to require brothers and sisters to take to their prayer closets and to know that there's something at stake. 
than to know that it's important for us to pray right now for things that perhaps we won't see in our immediate surroundings, but perhaps it's for a different nation and allow ourselves to be broken and for us to grieve and be affected by the things that are happening all over the world and not numb ourselves to it.